Hello and welcome back to Series 2, Episode 91 of the Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host, Matthew Roberts, and as we begun yesterday, we are going to continue with our discussion from my uh, key learning points from the meeting, the Meetings with Saints Virtual Summit from Leading Saints. Uh, this may take uh, another part after this episode. I believe that when I did a summary of the previous virtual summit they did, which was called Liberating Saints, which was all about um, pornography, and uh, supporting saints uh, with the use, uh, overcoming the use of pornography and helping families heal over time and various things like that. Uh, it was about three episodes. And so uh, it'll be probably around the same. So I hope you enjoyed yesterday's and that you'll enjoy today's. Obviously, if you are not, you know, particularly in many meetings in the church at this stage, you may well be in the future, uh, whether you preside over them or not. Uh, and actually meetings include council setting meetings, but also one-on-one -on -one meetings and sacrament meetings. So this does impact everyone. So I hope that we can all go away with something uh, from this. There's just a few more points uh, from one of the speakers I didn't get to cover yesterday. Uh, one of them was about encouraging participation, and that came up quite often, uh, particularly in uh, council setting meetings. Uh, how to postpone deviation sensitively. Uh, obviously, one of the things that when I think about the meetings that I've sat in as a as a member of the church, one of the most frustrating things is the deviation that can occur. Just how when you get into a room and you don't have as much focus as you probably should, uh, this deviation can happen and how you can try and overcome that as sensitively as possible, but without putting that person down. Um, you know, th these anecdotes and these messages that people share are, are good, but we need to make sure that we are not using and overusing and abusing the time that people are so willingly volunteering. And I think that is something that's quite unique with our church uh, is that no one is being paid for this time. We're all sacrificing it. Uh, we're, we're giving it up for, for the work of the Lord. And so if we are overusing this time and going over the time that we have prepared, then uh, we're letting them down in a way. Meeting Meetings should include humor. And this isn't like kind of a, right, you tell us a joke kind of thing. It's your turn to tell the joke. But having a, and I guess this comes from building a relationship with those that you meet with, spending that time before the meeting when people are arriving just to have a chat and get to know one another uh, is a really valuable um, time that. Uh, interesting fact was that half of meetings given in the US start late. Um, it's important that starting um, on time is is needed. Um, if, if, if a meeting is five minutes late to begin, then that's usually people's limits. But once you start to get to that five to 10 minute mark, people start to get really angry. And of course they should, you know, again, they're giving up their time. So some interesting points to consider from one of the speakers at that summit. The next one I'm going to mention is about mindset. And this was really interesting. And actually, uh, this doesn't just apply to meetings, I think. So, so stick with me, those people that perhaps feel that it's meetings as such don't apply to them. I'm going to share this link on the Facebook group. Uh, there was a man who was interviewed who is kind of works around mindset uh, and he had talked about the power of mindset. And I completed this uh, online uh, self-evaluation. It takes about 15 minutes if you do it properly and you really consider the answers that you give. Uh, and it was fascinating because you then get an email straight to your inbox and it tells you what your mindset is in relation to growth versus versus fixed mindset. And I'm sure many of you have heard of growth mindset and fixed mindset. Uh, so I won't go into too much detail, but you can go to that website. It's fascinating stuff. 
uh, an opened versus closed mindset. Again, you can be uh, analyzed on that and find out really what your mindset is. A promotion versus prevention mindset and an outward versus inward mindset. Uh, using that um, online tool, you're able to find out what your mindset is. And uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, um, it was enlightening to me just what my mindset was. And um, very interesting to consider just how uh, I can develop my mindset to become more towards some of those other positive ones. Um, I, I won't share my results uh, because, you know, there were some things that surprised me. But actually, when I sit and think, I think, well, oh, actually, yeah, I guess so. So um, I, I wholeheartedly recommend that. And I'll post that link on the Facebook group. It's really interesting. And what's good as well is that it doesn't just highlight it and say, right, there you go. That's where you are. But then it, the website then gives you various links and activities which can change your mindset uh, within 15 minutes, which I've not yet got around to, I'll be honest. But with all the spare time, I've got it in my inbox ready to go. So can't wait for that. Um, there was, and I'm going to kind of put link another to another one to this, even though it wasn't the next one. Another person, uh, a few, uh, a number of days later, spoke about mindset as well. And he talked about four quadrants. And if I can actually get a snapshot of that, I will share that as well. Um, it was very interesting uh, to kind of consider when you are meeting with someone. And again, this could be in a church meeting or a council setting or with, with meeting one-to-one -one in a church setting, or it could just simply be if you're meeting with a ministering family. Are you doing that? Uh, out? And there's four different areas that he created. You've got to consider what you're thinking about yourself and what you're thinking about others. And again, I'm not going to go too much into detail with it, but I'll either post that on the Facebook group tomorrow or I'll, um, well, I'll, I'll try and share it in the uh, photo attached to this episode. But it was really interesting that uh, we can have these different mindsets and within this quad quadrant and consider why we're doing things. Um, right, I'm going to talk about the sacrament meetings now. So again, this probably relates more to bishoprics who are planning a sacrament meetings, but I found it fascinating as someone who isn't in a bishopric to kind of consider how things are done and, um, you know, some, some things which are, were interesting to me. So one of the, um, speakers who spoke about sacrament meetings said that he planned his, uh, he and his bishopric planned out his sacrament meeting talks for the year. So in December, they would sit together and they would literally plan from January to December, all the speakers uh, and all the topics. And I thought that was fascinating because, you know, I think that's just such a forward thinking um, mindset there. They based it on the come follow me topics for those weeks. So of course, by that stage, they had the Book of Mormon 2020 manual available on online. And so they just opened that up and said, right, first week it's focusing on these principles in the come follow me so we'll have a talk on this and a talk on this and who do we think would speak really well about that who 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 can you think from your ministering and discussions you know really relates to that topic then great we'll put it down uh and then about a month before they they speak to them in person now i found this interesting because in all of my experience of receiving talks um and this isn't to say this is the wrong way or anything like that it's just something that's different uh, I've always just received a letter from the individual, which I've then read later and found out the assignment from. But they said uh, that um, they asked their bishopric to meet with them in person and discuss it with them and then give the letter. Uh, and I just thought, well, that's an interesting way of doing it. You know, it takes a bit more time, obviously, but it seems a lot more personal um, that you would do it that way. And again, um, 
I've always found in my experience, it's always been the same person that's handed out those particular assignments. But in their case, uh, they would split it between the three of them all through the year, no matter whose month it was to uh, to uh, conduct or whatever, they would you know, make sure each one of them had one of the assignments for that week and go and do it. Uh, and I just thought that was, you know, a much more unified way uh, and a much more personal way with the members. It just made me have it sit and think about it. And then there was another one, uh, and I do remember his name because I was so impressed by this, um, Dan Duckworth. Now, he he began with a lot of theory, uh, which kind of went over my head quite a bit and blew me away. Uh, but then he drilled down into what this meant to him uh, when assigning sacrament speakers and uh, he completely changed the way that he invited people to speak. And I just thought this was incredible. Rather than saying, okay, this is your talk. You know, this is the topic you're going to speak on, um, the word of wisdom. You're going to speak on, you know, charity. Um, instead, about six weeks before the date, um, they would say to them, right, um, I would like you uh, to, in the next two or three weeks, be aware of what's going on. Just be, be aware that on this date, we'd like to speak. We'd like you to speak about this. Oh, we'd like you to speak about something, but this topic, um, we'd like you to consider over the next couple of weeks. We want you to think about it. Think about any stories that you've had um, around. Uh, and I, I can't remember actually now off the top of my head if they did suggest a topic, and then ask them to look for a story about that over the next couple of weeks, and then a couple of weeks later they would, you know, just touch back with them and just say, right, have you, uh, are you, are you able to speak on this? And then they would accept the, the, the invitation. Um, and then what they thought they outlined in the letter was amazing. They would try to make it clear that what they wanted was not just a presentation of evidences. Um, you know, this scripture says this, this scripture says this, this scripture says this, this general authority said this, the end. But rather, his out view was that he wanted a story from the scriptures um, or, you know, a general conference talk that highlighted this principle and then a story from their life and then their testimony because of what they've done or experienced from learning about this in their own experience, their living witness. He talked a lot about this living witness being built up from um, a witness from someone else, a witness from themselves, and how this has built their witness, rather than just stating various scriptures. And this is something which he said, which you know he he said it might be controversial, but I completely agreed with it. It's no good saying you know sitting standing there and saying President Nelson said this, and then moving on, because you know that that is circumstantial to us. That is you know just a piece of evidence that obviously hasn't had any impact on us. But if we say President Nelson said this. So I did this and I experienced this. That's much more powerful. Uh, and so that I really was blown away by that. And, uh, you know, when I whenever it's, it's completely changed the way that I want to try and give my talks in the future, you know, and it's not be, it's not because I've been told that my talks need improving as such, you know, but I just found that really fascinating. And I just want to see what impact that has, uh, because it just really illuminated my, my heart that. So anyway, that was um, that was brilliant. 
I am going to stop there and we'll have one more episode on this tomorrow. So I hope you've enjoyed it so far. And it's given you some food for thought. There was a lot of things there, which whilst I don't particularly, I mean, I, I take part in some meetings in the church, but I don't plan any or conduct any. And so even though I don't, it's still, I found it interesting uh, how it can apply to some of these things could apply to the things I do. Uh, and so, yeah, I found that interesting. I hope you did. Um, please share if you uh, have learned anything in your studies about anything over the past day or so. Uh, that'd be wonderful. Please share it uh, session at gmail.com or of course join the Facebook group uh, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. I'll post the link to that um, mindset self-assessment and it, I honestly really recommend it because it really highlighted a few things for me to consider over the next few months. Thank you for listening and until we meet again.